find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, yo, what up, everyone? You are listening to another brand new episode of the world famous, the award-winning and award-nominated Behind the Baller podcast, coming to you live and direct from San Francisco, a.k.a. The City, a.k.a. SFC. And if you're a real SF native, then you already know. We coming to you live and direct from Frisco. Yes, sir, the Bay Area Guys, I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, also known as the Wash Lord, also known as the Korean John Cusack, and also known as the Korean John Daly. Some of y'all call me old boy, you know what I mean, aka Odessu. Guys, we got a great show. It is Monday. I'm feeling good. I don't feel 100% back like myself, but I'm feeling good. We're going to reverse that bullshit. It's Monday, but we're going to get it started right This show is brought to you by none other than the world-famous, the award-winning podcast producers of the year. That would be the Dust Brothers, Miles Davis, Jordan Winter. Yes, indeed. The greatest fucking guys. I couldn't imagine not having them on my team, a.k.a. the captain's picks. Man, it is February 27th. Again, we are... um, Coming to you live from San Francisco. We got a great show today. I already know it's going to be a long one. It's been a, a, a crazy week. A lot of ups and downs. A lot of ups and flows. All that good shit. You heard Legal Cartel. Now we got some Lakey Lake. Guys, are you ready for a new show? Are you ready for a new episode? 347 episodes deep, guys. We are one time a week every Monday. Coming to you. Bringing that weekend week wrap up. All that good shit. My man Lakey Lake got some beats for you. Yo, let's get it started. Let's go. So I've had uh, some long discussions with Nicolette, my wife, and, um, you know, I may or may not have brought up the fact that Oprah Winfrey had offered uh, to give me a show, reality show, on the Oprah Network. I don't think I'm Oprah. What do you say? I'm not fit for her demographic, her audience. I don't know what the fuck would have happened. I don't know if the producers would have got involved and whatever it was. This is a long time ago. This is 10 years ago. My boy Herman Flores hit me up and a few other people had reached out and they want to do a test run. And the biggest reason why the show didn't happen, and thank God it didn't, is because our privacy. At that time, we had only had London. And um, Nicolette is very big on privacy. She'll hang out with her friends and just act as if just her friends are watching. But she has gained somewhat of a following. She was known before, you know, um, Nick was popular before she met me, I think. Um, you know, coming into my life as my popularity gained, a lot of her privacy had been taken away. 
And it's something like, you know, I don't really get into too many specifics, right? But she doesn't want me to like bring up things that she likes, whether it be clothes, food, brands, whatever. And, and I got to respect that, you know, and more so, you know, I don't speak about certain things about where the kids go to school and certain shit like that. I always, you know, it's pretty obvious that when I post something, I'm pretty much gone unless it's a promoted event or something like that. But she's been really big about private life and stuff like that. And I got to respect it. But um, as you, most of you guys know that um, our anniversary was uh, this past weekend on Saturday, the 25th, 13 years together, just happened to be a random thing that, well, not really random. It was planned, but random. Um, we became official, you know, as like, like we're dating. We're not playing no fucking games. February 25th, 2010. We got married February 25th, 2012. And she already been four months pregnant with London, right? But had a great weekend with the fam. I got to reset and it wasn't as planned. Um, we had planned to go somewhere special, and we um, changed plans. And it's funny how God works because it was snowed in and it was fucked up. So took a little trip to the Bay, which, you know, is not really a trip for me. But again, you know, um, I just think now uh, she was guest on episode 100. And um, just a few things that I really think about, you know, that when it comes to her, I have to thank her for changing me in obviously very big ways, you know, um, from age 18 to 37. I truly feel like I ran in place, right? You were running place. And I ran in circles a lot, right? From ages 18 to 37. I was filled with a ton of ambition. I had a lot of dreams and goals, but I also had a lot of uncertainty, right? No real plan. I just shot aimlessly, didn't give a fuck. I didn't think about, you know, stats or records or whatever. I would shoot fucking 75 three-pointers in the air to give a fuck. Now, obviously I'm using this in a metaphoric, you know, um, way, but, you know, I didn't realize that a lot of my missed shots would help me later in life to get these W's, okay? And on February 25th, 2012, I reached the final level. That day changed my life forever. So I got to thank Nicolette Yang. I have to thank my wife for that. And then again, my life changed on 8-24-2012, Those are dates in my life, in my adult life that truly define me. Those dates reset the clock again. So I'm completely beholden to my wife and my kids, right? For that, I can't even, I couldn't even express because with that, with Nicolette, it gave me purpose. And I'm being real. Like it gave me purpose in life. You know, it gave me a reason, like so much more, you know, like, you know, before me, Nicolette, you know, pretty much my only goals in life were to just, you know, make money and do whatever. Now it's really about family, right? So what do we got, man? We got a lot of shit to talk about. And I just thought like, fuck, let's just get into it, right? What's the first topic? You know what? I, I think about it because like there's Monday, there's Tuesday, there's Wednesday, everything. We're just kind of jump around. But 
the U.S. Department of Energy has said now that the virus, the COVID-19 virus, was now leaked in Wuhan. Was not from a wet market. Now, I remember all the theories before. Obviously, I was one of the first people to start talking about it. People say, oh, you know. no, I was publicly, for sure. A lot of people have told me. When I say a lot, I'm talking in the hundreds, maybe thousands, right? Who said that? You know, I was one of the first podcasts. We were one of the first podcasts to trend, you know, in the COVID space. And, um, you know, there was shit that, oh, it came from a bat, all this other bullshit. It's not a fucking surprise. What I don't get is sometimes people say, oh, well, you know, they do studies, they do this, they create viruses to, you know, to, to show what, but that's, come on, man. Like there was no good out of it. I mean, I'm sure you could think of something like it brought people together, it did this. No, no, it took lives and it, it was unnecessary, right? There's conspiracy theories about, you know, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, that AIDS was man-made. Maybe it fucking was. What does this information do? It just shows that the government's fucked up in all across the world. I don't just mean in America. I don't mean just in China. It, it's just, it fucked up a lot of shit. And you know, some people bring it up still and they're like, oh man, you know, the pandemic this and you know, the fucking whatever boom. And guess what? In a month or two, Biden had said that uh, no longer will it be, you know, a thing or talked about. And honestly, to tell you the truth, I think I had COVID like a month or two ago. Did I test for it? No. Now it's like, oh, you're being irresponsible. Boom. I'm not going out and touching people and going out there and fucking with people. I mean, if I know I'm going to be seeing somebody, then, you know, okay. But I ain't talking about my birthday. It was like, you know, a few weeks ago. I don't know. You know I just pretty much like, I saw Ron. Ron had it. And I'm thinking, shit, my coach, maybe I got it. I didn't have really bad symptoms, nothing right. None of my kids got it. You know, we test the kids and stuff. But like, I'm not out shaking hands. I'm not, a, you know, spitting, coughing, none of that shit. I'm not, I'm not going around touching things. I'm a germaphobe and I've been that way since way back. But it just makes me think about America and the way that we ran shit over here and how things have been fucked up since just forever. Now, I talked to one of my good friends, Scott, who I've known for 20 years and just brought this up on, you know, on my Instagram yesterday. And um, he told me he went to Italy. He was in Rome. He was in fucking Sardinia. Actually, no, he was in Sardinia. What the fuck am I talking about? He was in Rome. He was in Venice. He was all over fucking Italy. Everywhere. Designs clothes, designs like high-end jackets and all types of shit like that. Said he's like, yo, bro, I didn't work out once. I barely walked. I was in taxis, cars. You know, this motherfucker ate crazy ass pastries, sauces, pizzas, pastas, lots of cheese, drank wine, drank tequila, drank all kinds of shit. You know, gained a little weight out there. Didn't feel sick, felt fine. Everything was good. And then comes back home January 2nd. He's been home for almost two months. Got back on his gangster shit, working out, drinking water, eating real clean, staying away from any bullshit, chilled on drinking, had some wine here and there. And he just said he feels bloated, feels like shit. He lost the weight, but he just feels like shit, has headaches. Went to the doctor. Doctor's like, no, man, you're perfectly healthy. He's like 38 years old. And just got me thinking, right? This is something that, that my wife has said for years. She's told me many times for years. 
she feels like she maybe felt victim of it. And this is not invading her privacy. It's just something that she has gotten mad at me about because I've been like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I mean, I have headaches and stomachs and all that shit, whatever. But then I got to thinking, right? I've talked about my trips to Asia, talked about my trips to my first time really like exploring through the Philippines and stuff. And the way milk tasted, it tasted a lot different. The way cheese tasted, it tasted different. It was a familiar taste I remember when I was a kid. Don't remember milk tasting like that, like now, organic milk, whatever the fuck it is. Ain't no organic fucking Asia in Europe. That shit's fresh. But you got all these chemicals, preservatives, all kinds of shit. And I really never thought about it, right? You look at even the ingredients to french fries and McDonald's. Do I still eat them? Yes, I do. Besides the point. There's like 19 ingredients for fucking french fries. When, when realistically, it should be potatoes, salt, and fucking, I guess, oil. Look at a bag of chips. There's like fucking 19 ingredients, 20 ingredients, whatever the fuck it is. When I look at the chips that are inside our house, there's literally potato, salt, and like some sort of oil. The orange juice we drink says orange, water, sugar. That's it. Ain't no fucking, you know, um, corn syrup, fructose, none of that shit. And, you know, it's crazy, man. The gut health in America is really fucked up. And, um, you know, Nick has always talked about this, but like in Europe, a lot of ingredients that are in, you know, the Amer in America, they're actually banned and they're legal in Europe. So it's fucked up. That shit just makes me kind of mad when I think about it, right? Like even eating Hershey's chocolate or Dove or whatever the fuck it is, when I have, you know, my favorite chocolate, which happens to be from Belgium, I don't got no issues. And it does taste a lot different. It's a lot smoother. So I don't know. It just, it just fucks me up. You know, I just think about that shit. It just made me think about random ass shit. I don't know, man. It rose a lot of questions. A lot of people replied. And I mean in the hundreds, if not, you know, a thousand people DM me and said what they had to say about, you know, them being sick, their skin being fucked up. It's the water. You know, um, we have water softeners in the house and in the showers. We have, you know, different, um, I forgot what the fucking company was called. God damn, it's just different because, you know what I'm saying, I'm in San Francisco too. So it's like, you know, and I'm just, um, I drink bottled water, whatever. But I wanted to flip the script real quick and want to talk about mindset for a second again, right? You ever hear anybody tell you, you know what, you never do this. You're always doing this. And this ain't no subliminal. This is shit that is said to me a lot right? I just want to say you're always golfing. You know what? That's true, maybe, you know, to a certain extent. You know, it's, it's part of my livelihood now. But one says, you know what? You never fucking say nice things. You got to be careful with that narrative. People push that shit a lot. And I see it. Like to push, put it on me sometimes. Some people say, oh, boom. Guess what? There's people who you could say they're short. Oh, they're short. Boom, whatever. Oh, this person's short. Ah, oh, you know, he was five foot four, you know, through high school, blah, whatever. And the motherfucker might have sprouted up, maybe left the country, came back, and now he's 6'2". It's not short anymore. People do grow. People do change. I don't think I've changed a lot. I think I've definitely evolved, and I definitely think that I'm the best version of myself. And I think if you knew me during the MySpace days, you know, 2003 to 2008, I was a different person. 2009, I was definitely a different person. Now, people who've known me for 20, 25 years, like, yeah, man, Ben's the same person, boom, whatever. But he's definitely, you know, a hundred times, you know, nicer and 
a better person than what he, you know what he was. So it's like when people meet me or they haven't seen me a certain way, or let's say they've known me for five or six years, maybe 10 years, don't know who I used to be. They can't really gauge where the growth came from, right? They could just go on for what they do. But at the same time, when you say never, when I think of the word never, I'll let it go to 85%. If you never wash your ass, that means 85% of the time you ain't taking a shower, you ain't bathing, okay? It's bullshit. Really never should be 95%, but I'll let it get that far, okay? But that narrative is dangerous as fuck when people start saying, oh man, you're always doing this, you never do this, you're always mad, blah, blah, whatever. If someone's mad 60% of the time, it's a lot. 60 is a degrade, meaning you're getting a degrade at being mad. Really think about that. Those negativity stats, they fuck around and creep up on you and it's not right. I've said this many times on this show. I had a friend who introduced his boy to his wife. Got his boy a job. His boy makes a very healthy income. He's happily married. One of his homies got out of jail and allegedly stole some money from his boy. So his boy, who he introduced the dude to his, his wife, got him his job, doesn't like this dude because this dude allegedly stole from him. And maybe he did. His homie's like, yo, man, I'm not really a confrontational person. You know, it's not like, not saying that, you know, it's fucked up that he did, whatever, but, you know, gonna help the homie out and see what's good. So we went out for drinks with the dude, hung out, didn't tell homie. His boy finds out. He gets pissed. He's like, yo, I can't fuck with you, bro. You a piece of shit. You a dirty person, dog. You a fucked up person. You know, one, you didn't tell me. Two, you lied. And a dude did lie. Whatever. Cool. You know, it just was just like, dog, it's not a big deal. Boom. And I've talked about the shit like where you say, oh, he's never done anything bad to me. That don't mean that person ain't a bad person just because he ain't did shit bad to you. But now you weigh the good and the bad. Okay. You got to weigh the good and the bad. This man introduced you to your wife. This man got you a job, but you have a full-blown career and you make a healthy income in. This dude just wanted to kind of not hurt somebody's feelings. Go take him out for some innocent drinks. They didn't go out and say they was going to start a business together, plot and plan against you. And that's truly what, you know, I believe because I know both these guys. You're going to throw away the entire fucking relationship from a dude who possibly changed your life not once but twice. That type of shit is bullshit, okay? I look at daily relationships, daily friendships, like playoff games and regular games, right? I won't lie to you. When it came to homework, I wasn't the greatest person when it came to homework. When it came to quizzes, I kind of did really well. When it came to tests, I still excelled. So in the basic homework shit, I, I just didn't do great at, right, on that structure, when it comes to friendships, there's friends I don't talk to for 10 years. We pick up right immediately, especially when we jail right. But when it comes time to show up to the playoffs in a relationship, friendship, please believe your boy's going triple-double. Comes to the championship, I don't miss. I'm MJ, 6-0. and When it comes to the chip, when it comes to the ring, 6-0. and Now, when it comes to other parts in life, yes, every day, showing up to practice, showing up to games, it's important. Cut you wrong. But you got to think about what's really important. And sometimes, you know, some people, most people 
They got to practice. They got to show up daily, get in the rhythm, and then basically, you know what I'm saying, get to the playoffs and, you know, do well. In life, I'm maybe one of those rare cases where, again, I might not show up to the regular games. I might not always show up to practice. I still do on a consistent basis. You know, not every day because of how busy I am. But when it comes to playoffs, when it comes to the championship, I show up. And one thing that I've learned, and I've known this for a while, but you really have to kind of just let stare it in your fucking eye, right? Your ego will and can destroy you. There's times when to turn it on, times when it needs to be on, and then there's times where you just don't need that shit around. Probably with your partner, maybe with your parents, maybe with your family, your brother, you know, especially in relationships. Gotta let that shit go. Both you guys do, right? All parties involved. Sometimes people want to flex their chest out. Cool, let them do it, okay? But talking about gut health, I'm someone with a bad gut, right? Ulcerative colitis, all that. Ever since I've lost 40 pounds, I've had less stomach issues, right? But I know the stress can fuck my stomach up, fuck anyone's up. As tricky is, my gut hasn't always been right. My gut feeling. I've had a gut feeling about some SMS guy's a bad person. I don't fuck with this dude. And you get a keen sense and you could be wrong, you still might be on guard. That ain't exactly the best advice it's been said over time, but there's things that have been said over time that people had to unlearn, not just in history, but in common sense shit. So what I'm trying to say is don't let your emotions and stress confuse what you think your heart and your gut is telling you because your heart ain't always right. There's parents out there, you know, and again, you know, I'm a parent. You're like, nah, man, I get a bad feeling. And you got to just ease up on it. Yeah, maybe your daughter's dating somebody. Maybe it's wrong. I don't know. You know what? Sometimes you got to play it out. You might get a really strong sense and you could be right. I'm just saying there's a chance that you could be wrong. And that's the problem, right? And I'd rather be motherfucking just, you know, fair and come back and be like, man, I was wrong. I'm a person, of, I'm a different person. There was points of times where I hated being wrong. Not that I don't li- I like, like being wrong, but I'll come clean. I will take accountability. You know what I'm saying? Like, to be honest, I'm more afraid of being around the wrong company, right, than being alone. I'm literally more afraid around, about being around the wrong fucking people than being alone. I think one thing about me is that I was so fucking independent after 12 years of age. I just did a lot of shit by myself. It's just not weird to me, you know? I've helped a lot of people out, right? I get shit for it sometimes here and there. And what's funny is like, you know, there's this thing I read on Russell Wilson. And I guess when he was going through training at Wisconsin or something, he met this life coach and this mental coach that put him in the neutral zone. It's like this certain kind of, not study or like hypnotism, whatever, but it's like a hypnotism thing. 
and you put in, you put yourself in the neutral zone, you will refuse to allow negativity in your life. You refuse to allow any negative thoughts in your brain. I believe that with Russell. From what I've heard from other people, from what I've seen, from a little life, you know, I've been around him. You know, the problem with that is this. I remember I heard Future. He's like, I don't be around nobody that's negative. I don't be around nobody. I don't give a fuck. I'll be by myself. I don't want to be with nobody negative. I won't listen to anybody negative. I'll get away with it. And when it's negative, I get rid of them, boom. Yeah, that's cool to a certain extent because that puts you in that yes zone. That puts you in that yes friend zone that I said on the last episode where you fuck around and never hear the other side of the story. And you just, no, nah, I'm going to, you know, fuck it. And in a way, when you see Russell getting killed online, whatever, and getting destroyed here and there. And I felt bad after a little while, right? And I hope shit turns around for him. I don't fucking hate to do it. I'm just like, whatever, man, fuck dude, right? It's different things. You may not love somebody, that don't mean you hate them, right? And I thought that there for a second, you know, I was like, all right, this karma's here and there. And then there were some rumors that came out, and I'm going to get into it, that he said about Pete Carroll or whatever, and they like it, like I let go. But negativity sometimes, I'm not, I'm sorry, guys, you need that shit in your life. You need to feel that pain sometimes because it helps you react to a certain way. It helps you grow. It helps you learn. That shit's important, you know? Like, and I'm being dead ass serious. It's really important. I'm not saying you let, you know, motherfuckers just disrespect you and talk crazy to you, but I'm saying it is really fucking important. You need bad things to grow. You need to take L so you can grow, you know, just go forward. It's really fucking important. You know what I'm saying? And just like, I don't want to spend too much you know, time on it, but you know, I just wanted to kind of like talk about mindset and that's, you know, something really big. Another thing too is I've promoted so many people in my life from college to, you know, people do it all the time. I'm just saying like, and then, you know, the place I worked at and then the brands I worked with here and there, it's funny. Once I promoted my own shit, people start getting mad. The fuck? I promoted a ton of people, right? Why can't I promote myself? It, it don't make no sense. I give away so much shit. It's crazy. Speaking of giving away shit, you know, is really irritating sometimes. I announced a few weeks ago that I was going to give a bunch of random golf gear. Good, good shit. Oh, good stuff. A plastic plant, which is shit that I'm wearing it right now. I rock APP, a plastic plant. It's an Instagram page. It's a faceless Instagram page. Wear the gear all the time. Shit's fresh, right? I had a bunch of random gear. Had the shit put in a big ass box. And not one, but two people again just flaked on it. Size XL shit. It's like, come on, guys. I'm making it easy for you guys. I'm trying to give y'all something. You know, like, what the fuck is really going on? Gotta say welcome to all the new subscribers. I announced yesterday that I'm accepting subscriptions now. My IG is fixed. My Instagram live is back. We're gonna be doing IG live chats. There's social channels I can create. I can create a social chat room with up to 30 people in there. I think it lasts 24, 48 hours. I'm gonna try that out. That's the only subscription feature I haven't tried out. Twitter, obviously, you already know. It's fucking amazing. I've been a little bit, you know, lost in the sauce and I've been going through some tough times. But, you know, your boy is, is creeping back. So if you want to subscribe to my IG, it's $4.99 a month. What you get back is in tenfold. 
beyond that. So I'm gonna start a giveaway this week. You'll obviously do the random.org. Get on there, my IG live works again, everything's cool. Welcome to you guys. Uh, for about 10 or 11 days, I unfollowed every single fucking person on my page. I even, even unfollowed my wife, unfollowed everybody. And then basically was only following my wife and my kids page. And it started creeping back just to get a timeline cleanse. I will start following back my subscribers on Instagram very shortly. All right. Nobody fucking does that. Nobody does the meetups and all the cities I go to and all that. Didn't do a meetup this weekend because obviously for obvious fucking reasons. But yo, welcome. And it's, you know, definitely the IG uh, subscription shit is definitely lit. It was good. So, man, you know, it is what it is, man. Um, President's Day, what do we do? Well, we won't get any privacy, right? Just chill with the family all day. Did some shopping. Obviously got some meals and uh, kicked it. It was a nice day having the kids off. And then, uh, you know, I'll get into the golf shit, you know, after the break and all that. But, you know, we had baller breaks on Wednesday. And by the way, guys, I love coming across the feedback that's been happening with my Ben Baller 2022 Chrome. It's been fucking phenomenal. Feedback's been great. Yeah, there's some little fucking, some bullshit that's here, quality controls on the, on the packs and some stuff. But you know what? The overall, no. I mean, even mine have, and I haven't said shit. It's my own product. But because Tops let me design the product this year, not just the inserts and some other factors, I'm talking about the real product. People are loving it. My boy, Josh Decker, who happens to be BTB, subscriber, super follower, the whole nine, he just pulled a 25000 I think it's a $30,000 card, probably more. It's going to be potentially much more later. He pulled a Julio Rodriguez J-Rod 101 Super Factor off a fucking live break. So congrats to Josh Decker. He's been on the show before. Seattle native. Diehard Mariners. Diehard fucking Seahawks fan. This dude. There's nobody who could have deserved that card more than him. And I'm super fucking hyped he did. Now, Baller Breaks was fucking, that was our best episode yet. We couldn't even finish Dudes at Baller Breaks decided to surprise me and got a case of 2020 Chrome. It's already sold out. We're going to try to bring some 2022 Chrome on there. And um, it's going down this Wednesday, right? March 1st, 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific time. That's 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The studio that network built, you know, speaking of studio, Universal Studios. I don't ask questions. I don't know how. We got this dope-ass studio, Universal Studios, you know, just outside Hollywood, if you know where Universal Studios is. And it's fucking amazing. The production, it's like three or four cameras. We had PSA come in and do fucking live, fucking on-site grading, free expedited grading. What show has that? No disrespect to all the shows out there that are doing it, but yo, I've been in the hobby. Collected cars before most motherfuckers were even around. I'm back in it and smooth, just chilling. So... Baller Breaks comes back this Wednesday. We're breaking 2020 Chrome. Hope to do some 22 Chrome again too. Going to be doing some giveaways. By the way, you know, the Purple Refractors, friends and family, Ben Baller, up to 42 was my college, high school, basketball and football number. Those shits are lit. PSA game back my 10s. Shit's been dope. I picked up a fucking Ben Baller auto to five. I got one to 10. I got one to fucking 50. I don't have one to 25 yet. So if you got a Ben Baller auto, from the 2022 Chrome set, let me know. Let's do a trade. My purple shit is going crazy. 
right? But the, the people are saying, man, I saw this dude who was like, I let all the haters try to convince me that this Ben Baller product isn't desirable. And now the fucking packs and I mean, the boxes are going up, prices are going up. Of course it is. What, because a fucking J-Rod was pulled and some other one-on-ones? Yo, there's so much crazy product still left in this fucking set. Like we dropped the price on purpose and the shit's just going up. It's the hottest shit out in the hobby right now, especially in baseball, no question. So don't miss out this Wednesday. Baller breaks. It's just lit as fuck. Best produced break show, period, okay? I'm flying in on Wednesday just for the show. Probably stay for 24 hours and get the fuck back out of town. So look, man, definitely don't miss out. I'm excited. I'm gonna actually start buying some more shit and um, shout out to PSA too, man. I definitely appreciate PSA showing love. You know, I got a partnership with them. But um, real quick before we get into break, San Francisco has been chill. It's been great. Obviously, Rotunda had to do it. Thank you, Dust Brothers, for the gift card for my 50th birthday. That came in real handy. Um, shout out to my Dave & Buster's crew, Grant, obviously Popeye, my family. You know, um, had a great time at Dave & Buster's. Daily City, it, just, it was packed like a motherfucker. Had some great meals. Went to the zoo. Again, once I really truly believe that San Francisco Zoo is one of the best kept up zoos. Super fucking well maintained. Great selection of animals. Finally hit this insect part of the park. Um, you know, they have probably the best zoo cafe ever. The, the Leaping Lemur Cafe. All organic. You know, free range chicken. Fucking you know, hormone-free beef. They got all kinds of different selection of shit. And they also have White Claws, which is weird. But it's just great zoo. The boys love it. Do you know what I'm saying? Kaya loves it. Went to the Aquarium of the Bay. It's, it's kind of expensive. It's a very short, small, but they have one of the most amazing aquatic tunnels with sharks and rays and fucking 500-pound fucking bass. It's just a, always a great time in the Bay. The rain ain't so bad out here, but the rain in LA was fucking crazy. Like, super crazy. Like, as soon as I get to the airport, I hear like three to four flights get canceled. Heard some more got canceled. So our flight was delayed like an hour and a half, almost two hours. When we got on the flight, the pilot said, just so you know, this is the last flight out. Every flight, probably 30, 40 more flights you know, were canceled. I was like, God damn. So weather's been bad as fuck. Trees are coming down. It's fucking snowing in LA. People seeing fucking snow in fucking Pasadena of all places, right? And then there's snow in the Bay, like, you know, up in Tilden, the Oakland Mount, you know, Hills and Berkeley Hills. And I didn't see shit. Weather's been, you know, cold, but it's fine. I mean, it, it is cold. And the kids are like, you know, they're in their North Face and shit. We're good. You know? Nicolette, I don't know. She's weird. Like, she used to complain about, the, she didn't complain as much as I did, but you know, oh, by the way, um, shout out to Footprint. There's a shoe store in San Francisco called Footprint.co. Um, on Instagram, the Footprint.co, Asian dude, super nice, blessed the kids with some Uggs. We met up at Dave & Buster's, very, very chill dude, smart guy, successful, father, husband, good dude. Check out Footprint.co. Might be Footprint USA. It's based out of San Francisco. Great dude, man. Bay Area love. You know what I'm saying? And what else, man? You know what? Fuck this. We're going to go to break, pay some bills, get in the commercial, and then we'll get into all the extracurricular shit. All right, y'all? Be right back. 
If you care about your credit score, then you need Chime. Chime reports your payments to credit bureaus to help you build your credit over time. With their secure Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card, you can start to build credit with your own money. Their members see an increase of 30 points on average. All of this with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. So start with your credit journey with Chime. Get started at Chime.com slash baller. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. That's Chime.com slash baller. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank N.A. pursuant to a license from Visa USA. Chime checking account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secure Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact to score may vary and some user scores may not improve. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except that Money Pass, ATMs in a 7-Eleven, or any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Yo, yo, what up, y'all? So we're back. You know what? I feel like I got cut off because I had to go pee. It's cold as fuck out here, actually. It's pretty cold. But the funny thing is, I checked the weather in LA, and the weather in LA is even colder. So that's just weird. It's just different, you know, in the Bay. I'm just, I'm just I have a different mindset. I'm out here. You know, I got my... Got my Ugg jacket, got my bubble goose, North Face, you know. Um, but a uh, couple things about the hobby and, and Dave and & Buster's, man. Dave & Buster's changed their kitchen, like I said. Um, after the pandemic, they got to a way better, you know, um, they had a way better kitchen. So the food there has just been lit. <laughs> I've been going there and eating too much bullshit. Obviously inside my interval times of uh, my, my uh, intermittent fasting, but they have this fucking chocolate cake this chocolate fudge lava style cake that is just top tier with some ice cream. Yo, the boys, they love, sorry, everyone fucking loves it. You know, whole family loves it. And um, if you ain't had the chocolate fudge cake at Dan Buster's, you're tripping. There's a couple other desserts that are top tier there. The fucking nachos are dope. I'm going to do a meetup. I'm going to figure it out, guys. Subscribers only. We're going to figure it out. Also, Got like 2,500, 3,000 cards, base cards for my 2022 set. I haven't made a full set yet. I don't think I, I'm, I probably will. I just haven't had time to sort through it. I just have not had the fucking time. I haven't had time to even fucking take a shower every day. I've just been on some shit, right? And my hygiene is important and I, I don't smell, so it's good, you know. But I got a ton of 2022 Ben Baller Chrome base cards if someone's interested, let's talk about some trades. I don't want any cards unless you got some J-Rod refractors or you got a Ben Baller Auto. It's definitely worth the trade. I mean, shit, this is a thousand bucks in fucking cards easily. Um, but I'm always down for Starbucks and Amazon gift cards. You know what I'm saying? So holla at your boy if you got some of that. Now, of course, I had to get some golf in. I might, you know, get the sticks out because it's not raining every single day this week and might hit Olympic Club. I don't know yet. TPC is always fun. And get some golfing. But I played Shoal Canyon finally in Glendale, California, right? Forgot if it was Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday. Me and my cousin Steve. And it's a par 65 course. And um, I didn't really take score. But I know in my head I shot probably about 12 over, right? Which is actually really good there. I know dudes who shoot those scores at Angeles. And just a way tougher track. It's just the greens at Shoal are fucked up. And to be quite honest with you, 
Shoal Canyon is a fucking hidden gem. It's not really hidden, but I think people, because it's 3,500 yards, it's a short course, right? It's half, you know, it's literally one half the distance of, of Angeles. We play from the tips. And um, it's a great track. It's dope. You know, all their range stalls have track mans there now. And um, the kitchen there, the, the snack shop is lit. They got a cool little pro shop. And so I said, fuck it. I'm going to play with my cousin. He plays there all the time. It's cheap as shit. You can get a membership there for like 40, 50 bucks a month. And you get a free bucket of balls and I forgot what you get. And a bunch of other shit. It was dope. They got golf carts. And, you know, the longest hole there is like 324 yards. They got a couple holes that are like 260, 270, 250. And I get to hole 10. It's like 260 yards from the back tee. And I drove the fucking green. Now for a second, I thought the motherfucking way the ball was fading to it, I thought the ball was going to go in that motherfucker. So it was the first time I ever drove a green, a par four. And I played well. But there's just some beautiful views of LA. The weather was all right, but it was just, it was lit. You know what I mean? It was, it was, I was surprised, especially for the price, you know, had to get the round in. I haven't swung a golf club in like four days. I've been here, what, four days or so. But the Wash Lord Invitational is eight weeks away, guys. Eight weeks from today. If you were one of the lucky people that were able to buy a spot, be a corporate sponsor, or, you know, somehow get in to a foursome, whatever, I don't know what the fuck you did. Look, I will see you April 24th. It's going to be lit. It's going to be private. There's going to be security at the gate. You will not be entered. I don't give a fuck who you are. There'll be security. There will be a doorman. There'll be all kinds of shit. Unless you are an attendee or you are the, the pre-approved media credentials, you know, that. Otherwise, you're not getting in, period. Gift bag is going to be lit. The kitchen, I can't announce yet who is catering. It's amazing. We have Raising Canes providing lunch for every attendee. It's going to be a fucking amazing time. I can't wait. Eight weeks, just right around the corner, man. TaylorMade sponsor, Dave & Buster's, obviously, uh, Michelob Ultra. It's going to be an amazing fucking day. And for charity, cannot wait. Now, um, a couple other things I want to talk about. Very strange. Went to a public library this week. Haven't been to a public library in fucking years. Now, my kids go to school where they have a nice library at the school. We've been to libraries, you know, when they were kids, it's different, but walked into a library and I was just blown away how big it was, how quiet, how nice. And it's like, you get six weeks to have a book and they'll do automatic renewals if you want to bring back. It's just nuts and this is free. It's fucking crazy. There's DVDs, all kinds of shit. It's like, I don't think I'm gonna start taking my kids more to the library. It, it, it just really was an underrated feeling. I mean, I'm not a big fan of books, but my kids love reading books. Gotta do it. Gotta fucking do it. What else, man? Guys, NBA is going crazy. Now, I didn't have a lot of nice things to say about the NBA All-Star game. Didn't feel like it was just, I don't know, the way that they fucking picked the teams. It was just too overproduced. It was just weird. I just wasn't, wasn't feeling it. But right now, now that shit is on the line, it's crazy, man. The Lakers are looking real fucking good right now, y'all. Last couple games, fucking crazy. Playoff level, they've won the last few. Yo, Lakers looking legit. And I think when I drop, and if this is the first time you're hearing this, I know I brought it up one time, I have an official Lakers, official NBA license collaboration. Yes, Ben Baller, Lakers, 
It's a fucking dream come true. It's probably up there with, with bucket list shit that I got going on. So cannot wait to drop these fucking, these, uh, well, just know it's a collab. We'll get into it. But yeah, man, it's been a crazy fucking week. That Kings Clippers game, that fucking, they almost scored fucking 200 fucking points. It was like 176 to whatever it was, 173, whatever. It was the, the second highest scoring game in NBA history. Nobody played no defense. Everyone's all hyped like, yo, man, so you shouldn't let it go to Russ. Russ is killing it, blah, blah, whatever. And then Malik Monk was like, nah, fuck y'all. He came out with that man. It's a society like, you know what I'm saying? Just, if you know who Caffeine is, he's the dude at the end who's Aisha's cousin who came and killed Kane. He's like, haha, what's up now, partner? Malik Monk is him. He wasn't fucking around. But yeah, the Kings almost scored 200 points. It's all kinds of crazy shit going on, man. And you know what the funny thing is? Clippers took the L. And then last night, Clippers played Denver, went in overtime, took the L. You know what I'm saying? I'm, you know me. I'm just not a fucking fan of the motherfucking Clippers. But got to give a shout out to Dame Dalla. Dame time. Damian Lillard had 71 last night against the fucking Toronto Raptors. I don't know what it is about the Raptors where Kobe scored 81 on them and fucking Dame scored 71. He scored 71 points faster than anybody in NBA history. He did it in less than 40 minutes. This motherfucker, Dame, couldn't miss. It was crazy. Didn't watch the whole game. But now that I got, you know, just golf, which is, you know, at different times, your boy about to be getting in that NBA shit. Don't forget to check out captainpicks.com. Place your bets on my bookie. Use promo code BENBALLER. They're doing all kinds of crazy promos. You know, right now they're, um, what are they, doubling your first deposit up to $1,000. They do other stuff, free play. There's all kinds of prop bets, all types of shit. But um, yeah, man, you know, obviously PGA shit that I'm betting on, betting on the fucking NBA, and it's lit. I'm excited because now everything means something. And when we make the plan, Tony, fuck that. I'm, it, it's so tight right now in the West. I hope we fuck around and get in the motherfucking playoffs legit. When everyone's healthy, no one can fuck with us, especially when we're talking about AD and all that stuff. Crazy. Now, speaking of betting, I put $1,000 on my bookie on Jake Paul. Now, posted it. This was my mentality behind that. Thought Jake pretty much probably had a good chance of winning. And I felt like, you know what? Maybe God had jinxed me, may make me the mush. So, like, I was a two way winner. If Jake wins, all right, cool. I win 640 bucks. But if Jake loses, you know, and it, don't look, it didn't look set up. I'll be honest with you. I don't know who the fuck was doing the commentating, who was doing all the other fucking scorecard shit. But they was blind. I don't know if some Saudi Arabia type shit, whatever the fucking type of rules they're going. Tommy Fury whooped his ass. Yeah, he got knocked down one time. Look, there might have been one round at max two rounds. That was a unanimous ass whooping by Tommy Fury. He tapped that ass, period. There will be a rematch, I'm sure, in America, maybe Los Angeles. I don't fucking know. I think Tommy's going to whoop his ass then, too, because he caught him with like a weird thing, and it was like didn't affect him. He whooped his ass. Jake lost. I didn't really celebrate about it, whatever. I don't, like, hate Jake Paul. I just, you know, he is a good boxer. You know, Mike Tyson said some things about him that were, you know, a way better than most people. You know, you can't talk about Mike. Mike knows boxing from the science of it and everything. So... Congrats to Tommy Fury. You know, I'm a big fan of his brother, fucking Tyson Fury. He's a fucking rare specimen, absolute freak. He's a fucking beast. I want to see him fucking fight Andy Ruiz. 
That would be fucking amazing. But listen, Deontay Wilder, love the dude. I know him personally. He ain't no chump. That dude is a champ. And fucking Tyson just, not just once, twice. Can't wait to see the rematch on that. And speaking of boxing, Ryan Garcia and fucking Tank, Gervonta, okay, Davis, have finally agreed to fight April 15th, a week before, just over a week before the Wash Lord Invitational. Yo, it's actually happened now. It actually is happening. A lot of people, I don't know, man, I think there's a lot of hype on Ryan, you know what I'm saying, on, on Garcia, but I think there's more hype on Tank. Now, I don't want to say anything too bad because my boy Steven Victor manages Tank. I don't think Tank look all that good. Not from the last few fights I've seen. So, me personally, early on, unless I see something different, I think Ryan Garcia going to take that W. I think he'll whoop his ass. I would let us see a knockout. And I'm excited. Like, I'm super fucking pumped. I really hope there is a knockout. Be fucking amazing. And um, I can't wait. Like, this is going to be fucking awesome. Now, going on to, uh, oh, you know what? What the fuck am I talking about? Got a special announcement. For the very first time in 39 months, I will be finally accepting custom chain, custom jewelry orders. You want a custom bracelet, you want a fucking a ring, whatever it fucking means. I just finished two rings last week before I left. And I've been putting a little more focus on jewelry stuff. And, um, you know, I'm not going to take a ton of jobs. I figure I may make five to ten chains. I don't know if I'll do 10 by the, before the year ends because, uh, see, what we got, nine months. I'd probably say I'd make seven to eight chains. So I'm accepting orders for custom jewelry for the first time in 39 months. The last time I had just open availability was literally in 2019. So I've accepted here and there, you know, some emergency job for Cuddy, random people like that. I've made some rings for Tyler Lockett and Quandre, a lot of Seahawks and people like that. But I'm accepting offers. You could uh, email me at bbdtchain, bbdtchain at gmail.com. It's just bbdtchain at gmail.com. Now look, if you don't have at least like 50K, there's a 99.99999% chance I'm just, you're, I don't know, my boy who's running um, the email address, he'll tell you guys it's not going to happen. You know, even if it's a small piece. Now, if you want to do like some cool giveaways for like a golf tournament or something like that or something like meaningful, like you want to do like an iced out, like divot tool or something cool like that, I I'll consider it, you know, but you're going to pay a premium because my name's on the back, period. But if you know, you know, you got band, you got some big bread, hit me up. I don't know, you know, who listens out here. But then again, you know, the CEO of Birkenstock listens to this podcast. I won't tell you his name. He's probably going to laugh and text me, but he listens. In fact, the CEO of fucking Six Flags listens to this show. A lot of people out there that do shit. People want to get their wife gifts, whatever, who knows? Just letting you know. Besides going to the store, want to get something custom made. You want to get just a nameplate and you're somebody who's dope and got something cool. You go to the store and do that. You want me to make a piece? Just know I'm accepting orders. 
I don't think a lot of spots will be, you know, available. I think probably I'm not pushing it out there like I'm desperate for work, but I think probably I would say in the next week or two, if I start getting word of mouth out there that uh, I'm making chains again, there will be no spots available. But the thing is, I was booked two years in advance. And then I get closer, people hit me up, I put them in a queue on a waiting list, boom. But if you're like, oh, I've never got a chain before, but I don't really know. Yeah, I got like a $26,000 budget. It, no. I mean, no offense, I just, I don't have the time to do that because it just, it takes me a certain amount of time to do certain things. I'm trying to push the bar here. I'm not trying to make money. It's just, you know, come out with some cool shit. The thing about me is, I don't just have one hit piece. I don't have one legendary piece. I have multiple. I have many. I don't have several. I have lots of legendary pieces that I made. And it's like when you make one good piece, be like, oh, he has at least one. No, I've had dozens. And I haven't lost it. I do that shit in my sleep. So again, you want to get a custom piece, you want to get an engagement ring for your girl, you want the shit right, you want the BB logo on there, you want to be able to tell people that Ben bought the chain, you got a chance now. BBDTchain at gmail.com. All right. Now we can get into the entertainment part of the show. <laughs> because there hasn't been a lot, but my therapist suggested that I watched this movie, uh, Stutz, Stutz, I don't know how to fucking pronounce it, S-T-U-T-Z, stars Jonah Hill, it's a documentary. It is fucking phenomenal. It's on Netflix, and again, guys, it is phenomenal. You should definitely watch this. Jonah Hill is kind of hit and miss, it's weird. What the fuck was the movie my boy Kenya Barris just did with him and Lauren London? I didn't like it. I wasn't a big fan. Stutz, Stutz, this shit is fucking great. Why am I mispronouncing it wrong if I've heard it? I just, for some reason, it just didn't, it wasn't coming out like where I just, but definitely highly recommend it. This week's episode of BMF, again, bullshit. There was maybe five minutes of the entire hour that I said, damn, okay, this is cool. I don't know what the fuck 50's doing. But like, it's like I'm more interested in what Meech's dad is doing than Meech and fucking, you know, and uh, Terry. Like, come on, man. Like, I need to see some shit. I don't want to see fucking Kelly who and the fucking cop fucking get together. And like, I want to see white boy Rick. I want to see Eminem already. I want to see some shit. Like, this is just, it's just like, when the fuck is power coming back? When is ghost coming back? Right? When is force coming back? You know, Raising Canaan is even better than this shit right now. It's just, the fuck? And this has all the potential to be the best shit ever. And it's just, I don't know, man. Gotta apologize. I know I said that I want to do a cocaine bear buyout. Maybe we do it this week. I don't know. Heard a lot of good things about the movie. I think a lot of my boys smoke too much weed. But, um, you know, I do want to watch the movie still. I did want to rent it out and do a, a BTB subscriber thing didn't work out it has been probably the last two weeks have been some of the toughest of my life mentally physically emotionally been all over the place been going through hell it's just been crazy so cocaine bear is still on the list i refuse to let it be a megan situation or uh black panther which i end up watching 
But Megan, I am going to watch. I just can't watch around the kids. Like, I just can't do that. They're already, I caught London the other day watching something on YouTube and it's like creepy things. It's just like giving them nightmares. It's fucking up their sleep. I'm like, yo, why are you doing this? Doesn't make sense to me. Just pissed me off. Anyways, this weekend, I took the boys to one of my favorite theaters here in San Francisco and we went to go watch Ant-Man, the latest Ant-Man. I'm not a huge Paul Rudd fan, but you know, he's, I understand why he's so likable and stuff. And London fell asleep. Ryder almost fell asleep. I ended up watching the Tommy Fury fight most of it. This movie just did not do it for me. I don't know what it is. And I didn't watch the other Ant-Man. So, you know, I didn't watch the other Ant-Man, you know, series. I know he's an Avenger. I don't know how, but it was just fucking weird. It was so fucking boring. But, you know, in the previews, um, Guardians of the Galaxy's come back. I'm excited to see that. I don't know. It just wasn't like that lit. It was, in fact, what, two hours? Just kind of sucked, you know? And I think the kids have watched Puss in Boots three or four times again. And it's like, look, that's top tier movie right there. Again, if you have not rented Puss in Boots or bought it for your children up to age fucking 14 even, great movie. I enjoyed it. I've watched it three times. Ant-Man, that shit sucked. Like, why? Anyways, Netflix is doing a documentary, and I cannot wait for this. Like, I, I thought the Bernie Madoff shit I was waiting for, and I was like, God damn, this sucks. It was really boring. It just, I think I've seen too much of it. I need more Ghislaine Maxwell shit, more Jeffrey Epstein shit. I want to see more dirt on that. But Netflix is doing a documentary on the Malaysia Flight 370, the disappearance the flight in Malaysia, flight 370, it just disappeared. Like I was obsessed with that shit for a minute. Reading blogs, reading Reddit, reading articles. If you didn't know, there was a flight in Malaysia, flight 370, that just all of a sudden disappeared. Went off the grid. They didn't find any parts of it. Nothing. Just done. I hope that they get some real, for real, fucking don't fuck with cats type discovery and I just can't wait. Like, I'm fucking super hyped. <laughs> like, I'm serious. I'm super looking forward to this shit. But um, I think that's the rest of the week. Uh, I do appreciate you guys um, who've stuck in there with me. You know, every time we do drop on Monday for the next three or four days, the show, you know, obviously we still hit the top 50, top 40. Show still does well. A very loyal fan base. I appreciate you, BTB Army. I'm going to get a guest on soon. My girl, Amelia Hartford, is probably mad at me because I unfollowed her, but I'll explain on the show. Got to get her on. Some other guests I want to put on. I actually want to do the Meet the Carlin show again. I wanted those dudes to break down how you guys can make some money because the recessions kind of kick everyone's ass. You know, um, my wife went grocery shopping the other day and the one grocery trip I noticed was already like $200 more. It's like $175 more. Like, what the fuck? I know times are tough. There's ways to make money out there. We are going through a rough time right now, guys. I do want to have more people like that on the show who can give free game than just having celebrities. Part three, brand new episode drops this Wednesday. I forgot who the guest is. Or is it Solo Dolo? Part three has been getting fucking amazing feedback. 
It is so good for the game of golf. I'm so fucking happy. I'm so fucking proud of me, Stephen Maubon, J.R. Smith, the Dust Brothers. Phenomenal. Every Wednesday, you already know, 7 a.m. Pacific time, part three drops. Also, it's video. It's dope. I haven't given up on video on, on Behind the Baller. Just going through a lot right now. There is uh, some other shit I almost said I don't need to say. I'm just going to I'll announce what I need to announce it. I am planning on, like I said, getting a couple guests on here who are subscribers and having them, you know, um, you know, do a little Q&A session on here and all that. Other than that, man, look, it's still raining. It's dangerous. It's fucking flooding in L.A. Thank God I'm not in Los Angeles. I won't be back in L.A. for a while. I'm going in for baller breaks and whatever else. Then I'm going to be all over the place, San Diego, playing golf, getting all that shit going, filming part three. But I did promise my fam that I would take the month of March, you know, just out. So I'm just doing light shit. Kind of just re, again, resetting, focusing in on what's important. And it's interesting because I haven't had a crazy income in the last few months. But even though I'm going through a tough time, I'm happier. And I do have plans. I do have things that are coming up that are going to do shit. And I'm in a better place even though I'm not depressed. That's the thing. I'm a little down, but I'm not depressed. It's a big difference. But I love you guys. Keep telling people about the show. The show's getting stronger. It's just more powerful into one episode a week now. You know what I mean? I got part three. Let's do different things. Don't forget, guys. I'm allowing that subscriptions are open now on Instagram. Doing giveaways. Do meetups. I do cool shit. I will figure out the meetup. Is it going to be Cocaine Bear? I don't know. As long as it all aligns with the fam, I'm back in it. Keep breaking those 2022 Ben Baller Chrome cards. There's a lot of shit out there. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Again, your boy, the Wash Lord, signing off from the SFC. That's San Francisco City. Yo, this is not your practice life, guys. And make it a great day. All right. That's my man, Lakey Lake, in the background. I love y'all. Peace. <laughs>